What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Live from South Florida, the Brian Mudd Show starts right now. now, now. News Radio 610 WIOD. We have experience over now close to 20 months of surges that go up and then come down and then go back up again. The way to keep it down, to make that turnaround continue to go down, is to do what we mentioned. Get people vaccinated. And say no to Christmas. Just say no. You see your family? Don't. Get-togethers? No. Yeah, because that also happened with the Fouture over the weekend. It's too early for for Christmas, talk Christmas and getting together. You know, there's so much, so much there. You, you know the guy could not have been more wrong. You, you know what that jack wagon had to say um, September 7th? College football games are going to be super spreader events. I talked about this as part of my top three takeaways on Friday. Well, it's remarkable, but somehow or another we have been able to pack, you know, in some venues, over 100,000 fans, shoulder to shoulder, shouting and everything else, maskless. And not only have they not been super spreader events, we've seen cases of the virus go nowhere but down. So there's that guy for you, the Fouch who killed Christmas. Only the difference between the Grinch is, you know, the, the Grinch came around. The Fouch? No, there's no coming around for that guy. I'm convinced he's he's down for the communist cause. Uh, and also, I would not be surprised if he's not a fan of Christmas generally, which is why he'd probably want to be the, the Grinch-like Fouchist that he is. So anyway, if you listen to what Anthony Fauci has to say and you go the other way, you're going to be getting good advice about as often as you would if you took him at face value. That much we know from what he said already. Now, independent of that, when we take a look at the here and now, we're coming up on open enrollment season for healthcare plans. Most recently, we were talking about how employees themselves that were unvaccinated, aside from those that are actually getting fired for not being vaccinated, were commonly seeing surcharges. Now there's another new wrinkle. What about an unvaccinated spouse? Yeah, that's coming with the cost, too. It looks like Seth Denson would, from GDP Advisors, the author of The Cure. You may follow him at Seth Denson on Twitter, joining us once again. So, Seth, looks like this is going to, to keep on coming. Yeah, Brian, you know, you, you mentioned it. We talked about it, I think, a few weeks ago where we said that employers were going to start looking at ways to try to uh, push people towards getting vaccinated, whether that was an increase to health insurance for unvaccination. And now we're starting to see it played out here, wherein you have a massive hospital system, healthcare system, actually the largest in Louisiana, has now put forth a spousal surcharge or a spousal fine if your spouse isn't vaccinated. So you yourself get vaccinated. Well, if your spouse isn't and they're on the health insurance plan, well, guess what? You're going to pay a higher price. Now, Seth, from what I've seen so far, for those that are starting to travel down this path, it's not the same as some of the the uh, companies or healthcare systems that have said, "Hey, if you don't get vax, you're you're out." But um, but that they're they are going to even if you're vaccinated and your spouse isn't, you're going to have to pay more. That's right, and the whole premise behind this, at least this is what I think it's pronounced, Osher Health uh, is saying, is that listen, the cost of treating 
Uh, COVID-19 is extremely expensive. They're a large self-funded plan, meaning that they're paying their own claims. And as a result, they're saying that if, if we are exposed to a liability because of a lack of vaccination status and your spouse is on our health plan, uh, then we're going to pay a surcharge. Now, this is not unlike what we've seen in the past around things like tobacco surcharges or even some plans go so far as requiring uh, a health status or a health risk assessment and doing surcharges on that. But this is where the piece is really critical because for an employer to do that, they have to make reasonable accommodations, right? So they have to follow OSHA guidelines and some other guidelines that say they have to make a reasonable uh, accommodation if the person can't accomplish, you know, uh, this feat. And so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out, uh, whether or not this creates this mass exodus, or does the spouse just leave the health plan and go try to find health insurance elsewhere? Interesting. And so do you have any kind of indication as to if you think this will end up catching on? Uh, you know, listen, I think it's going to be hit or miss. I think that for those employers that are hell-bent on having their employees vaccinated, this gives them another arrow in their quiver, so to speak, to try to push people across the line. I think that the, the balance to that right now, and I think we've talked about this, Brian, is we are in an extremely tight labor market. And so employees have the ability to seek work elsewhere right now. And specifically in the healthcare space where our, our nurses, our practitioners, our doctors, our, our medical staffs, they are in great need. And I think that there will be competition that steps up and says, we're not going to go with this and we'll take you. You want to work here. And so I think that's the good balancing act to this. I do think more employers will start to look to implement it, though. How fluid are healthcare plans at this point? I know usually, uh, you know, things are for the most part decided. It sounds like changes are still being made on the fly. They are, and they can be. So under ERISA, which is the the Department of Labor law that oversees health plans, employers can actually make these types of changes anytime they want. They just have to provide what's for what's called material modification notification. In other words, they have to give up to sixty days of notification for new rules to apply. So if this gains traction. And while we are still well be inside of that 60 or outside of that 60 day window for one one, we could see a lot of plans through the remainder of October making this announcement for one one effective date. Wow. All right. I, I could see this uh, becoming a, a much bigger deal as the, uh, the season goes along with some of what you were just talking about. Well, Seth, always a pleasure. Thank you very much. Checking in the good info. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, you got it. Appreciate Seth it, Denson, GDP advisors, author of The Cure at Seth Denson on Twitter. All right, we'll have Natalie in a trending story next here on the Brian Mudd Show, News Radio 610 WIOD.